Aloha, y'all. Welcome to the Esports Futurai Ezine podcast, where we chat it up with your favorite celebrities, influencers, local heroes, and people of all walks of life as we reveal the unexpected connection they have to the gaming industry. I'm your host, Chantel Boucher. Well, hello, hello, everybody. This is Ms. Chantel Boucher here, Managing Director and also host of Esports Future Ride. And I have a very, very lovely and special guest who I am partial to, uh, Miss Olivia Richman. And we're just rich man, rich woman. We're trying to get there, right, girl? Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's what, what's lovely about Olivia. You know, I've had a wonderful opportunity working with her with Map Esports and Esports Future Eye. She is the content manager and knows her stuff. She's somebody that I go to for accuracy because I am all about accuracy. And I will be the first one to tell anybody when I don't know something. So, <laughs> Olivia, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Um, I think I was saying a bit earlier, I'm a little lazy and tired today for some reason, <laughs> but I wake up at 5 a.m., so it's my fault. <laughs> Why are you waking up at 5 a.m. on a what, Saturday today? <laughs> no, well, today it didn't matter, but my body just like gets used to it like so fast. But my sister is still on the East Coast, and we work out in the morning together. So for her, it's oh like God. nine, it's sort of normal. <laughs> That's not awesome. normal for me. Not normal for me at all. Heck, see, everybody, it's a virtual world. And, and hey. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to really dive into a topic that I feel like needs to be talked about a heck of a lot more. And it, I'm talking about both girls and women in esports and gaming industry. And I want mm-hmm. you to kind of speak to, to everybody here is how you got involved in the industry and kind of what you do. Sure. So for me, I was actually a traditional journalist for four years working at a local newspaper, like covering schools, churches, like, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, And and I started to get really interested in um, esports when Overwatch League started. I already was into gaming. I played games a lot and I was playing Overwatch a lot at the time. And when I saw that they were creating a professional competitive scene for it, I was like, okay, I'm definitely watching that. And I started to get really curious about the structure and and how it was set up. And I started to freelance for a lot of different small um, esports publications. And most of it honestly was for free. And I even uh, did some editing for free. And I applied for like a variety of jobs with different esports organizations and publications. And and stumbled across a post for a Discord mod for Team Liquid. And when they saw my resume, they actually said, you'd be great for our content team. And yeah, so I started doing freelance for them. And then from there, yeah, when I started doing freelance, they moved me up to being associate editor. So that's what I am now with them. And I'm also a full-time esports writer. And yeah, that's sort of how I'm involved right now. A lot of writing. When things existed, I covered the events. I moved to LA and was interviewing players, going to the different tournaments and conventions. And yeah, that's that's how I got involved. Can you talk a little bit more about Team Liquid for, for people who are sure. either familiar or not familiar? Because that's so, awesome. 
Yeah. So for how I describe it to maybe esports outsiders or people newer to the scene is that they're one of the largest esports orgs in the world. Uh, they have a team in basically every game. Right now, we actually are uh, one of the top three teams in uh, North America for League of Legends. We're going to Worlds. We're on our way there right now. Um, it's in China. Awesome. Um, so that's exciting. We're doing um, a Road to Worlds content strategy for that. We recently gone to Valorant and got a European team. And we have the number one Smash player, HBox, uh, for Melee. Uh, basically, it, we're in everything. Uh, and that's what makes it really fun, too. We have the number one Quake players, if anyone still watches Quake. <laughs> so There's a couple people. I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't, but I have loved interviewing him because he is so strategic. And he has so many interesting insights into the analytical side of games. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's also an accountant. So very interesting. Well, hey, that makes sense if he's going to the, the, yeah. the devil that's in right. the details of things. An accountant would definitely mm. do something like that. And, and, you know, tell everybody too. dive in a little bit more about what you do with Matt, what you do with us. Matt, sure. So, yeah, I, I saw. I know. They don't know. <laughs> I barely know. I bother her. Uh, she does for a living. She gets random emails and phone calls for me asking for stupid questions. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I reached out to Jacob when I saw what he was doing because I really love uh, startups for some reason. I know a lot of people uh, don't like that, uh, but I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued by what he's doing. And I actually got involved by becoming a content manager. Basically, right now I'm helping with our future strategy for uh, fan-oriented content. And that's going to be a newsletter, which will later be an online magazine and website. And basically trying to find ways to get already existing fans involved with all of our different platforms, whether it be our podcast network or our Twitch shows as they start to develop. Because I think it's very important to have existing fans and players excited about what we're doing in our Discord, talking about our tournaments, so so that people start to trust us within uh, the esports industry and really see us as a place that's trying to help elevate new players. Yes. No, that is awesome. And and it's interesting, like esports future, I'm happy sports is, is kind of, I think, feel like it's a glue that's kind of merging a lot of these other areas in esports together, you know, such as educating people about, mm -hmm. you know, not just Team Liquid stuff and all that, but anything to do with the gaming industry. Right. Well, so many people are involved and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. like famous people are starting to own teams and stuff. People don't know that. Michael Jordan is one of our big investors. Yeah, there you go. You got Michael Jordan there. <laughs> now, uh, you know, now going back to this whole topic of us gals being in the esports and gaming industry, what is unique? First of all, what's unique about esports, but also like what are some of the challenges that mm. you feel are there for us gals? So what's really unique about the esports industry is that a lot of the organizations and the companies are all like starting from scratch. They're all just learning what it means to have a company in the esports industry. It's very fast paced. It's always changing. And that really does create a lot of challenges for basically anyone who wants to get involved. It's very scrappy. It's, it's really just 
your passion and your determination. And a lot of times that can be a challenge for women who want to get involved. And this doesn't mean just professional players and competitors. Most of the women that are involved in esports are working at the industries like organizations and the different publications and companies and developers and tournament organizers. And what can be really challenging for women is it's an environment that's all about being outspoken, passionate, really like standing up for yourself and really advocating for yourself. And women are passionate and women have tons of creative ideas and tons of innovative ideas. But a lot of times the society sort of tells us to hold back, to be polite, to not speak our minds. And that can hold women back in esports a lot. And that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, is you have to not be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and really sell yourself. And that's what I have done to get almost every job that I've um, had in esports. And, and I think every woman has a lot to add to any organization. So it's really important that we get involved and really make it known what our ideas and passions and interests are. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also, you know, one of those things where if you run into a stumbling block, people just tend to kind of quit and back down. And in this industry, you simply just can't do that, especially being no. a woman. You have to almost like prove yourself in some way, shape or form, not just to other people, but to yourself. You need to right. prove yourself to yourself. <laughs> exactly. And this might be a question later, but for, for yeah. girls and women that want to get involved, it's not, I don't want to scare people and say, if you're quiet or you're not the type of woman who yeah. who basically yeah. interrupts people in a meeting, if you're not that kind of person, you can still be involved in esports. Um, yeah. And what really helps is mentoring and women's groups. There are a ton of groups on Discord and all over social media, and that they really help women navigate and make connections and network um, within the esports industry. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that what's really special about esports and maybe different than other um, industries is how supportive the women are of each other. Even in Team Liquid, one of our Slack channels is about women and it's all only the women employees in it. Mm-hmm. And we're all and we're always discussing different tournaments or or issues or or just anything, any challenges, yeah. anything that relates to being a woman. And I think every minority group should have some type of network like that in esports and in other industries too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in any industry, but for some, something that was so heavily male dominated mm-hmm. in the beginning of time that it came out, like video game right. in general was like, Oh, that's, that's something for boys only. This mm-hmm. is a boys thing. And they're the ones. And then as time progressed, obviously they geared it towards kind of everybody more. So, so Less shooter games and other things too as well. Then you got really foofy ones too as well. Right. And I think what's really important about women getting involved and doing these mentorships and making their voices heard is like you said, it started off so male heavy. There's, there wasn't a lot of female voices. And that's yeah. so important to have because how are all these men supposed to know what women want? There was recently a horrible controversy where E3, which I hate to shoot down, I do like going to their stuff when it exists, yeah. but they actually retweeted a article that was written um, about esports or games for women. 
And the games for women were like uh, Kim Kardashian, Bejewel, you know, all this weird yeah. stuff. And it's like, that that is still valid, obviously. But when that's the only thing you list, it's very damaging. Yes. And and women don't only play those type of games. And yeah. and they o- the only real game they um, included was Overwatch. And they basically said the reason was that the girls get to hang out with the boys or something. Like, it was just very embarrassing. And it's very insulting to women. And while a ton of women probably do enjoy these type of games, and who cares? You're allowed to like whatever game you want. It's still, it's very damaging in a male-oriented industry basically say women aren't playing any of these top games they're playing only mobile games and women are the number one mobile game uh players but women love all games and we need women in this space to discuss what our needs and our interests are as well and that will help more women fans get involved and that's something we do a lot at team liquid is try to figure out how to get uh, more female fans. I think yeah. I think yeah. we only have like 20-30% identified as female. Yeah. And yeah, it's just really important for these voices to be heard. And there are a lot of interesting issues around that as well. Like I know there's a lot of all female tournaments and that's very mixed because some people are saying, well, having all female tournaments makes women feel safe and makes them feel welcomed and gives them an environment to uh, compete. And I like that, but I also am concerned that they don't feel safe at regular tournaments. They don't feel welcomed at regular tournaments. Yeah, it's like, why at regular tournaments. Yeah, why, they should feel safe at either place. Ever. Exactly. And it's another thing that sort of separates men and women. Like, I don't want to be super duper like controversial, but you wouldn't separate players by their race. Why are we separating them by being men or women? It's very right. silly. Because especially in gaming, in gaming, you're not exactly the physicality isn't there like how you know you have the women's basketball league, the men's mm-hmm. basketball league. There, that makes a bit more sense, obviously, right. because the physicality is there. But as far as skill in a video game, it's irrelevant. And most mm-hmm. of the time, um, when you're playing online, a lot of times you don't know if you're playing with the male or female, anyways. Right, and the reason that these professional men are considered so much better is that they are told from the start that this is a, a career and that this is, this is viable and this is something that they're encouraged to do and have as a hobby. And the more that women are encouraged to do that, they will be equal. They'll have the same amount of practice, the same amount of years playing. Yeah. And all the male teams have a ton of support, a ton of money thrown at them, coaches, people in charge of their diets and and their workouts. A lot of female teams don't have that and they don't have the same money. So of course they're not going to be as good, but over time we need to change that by having these women compete. So they're not seen as, Oh, look at this fun little thing or, Oh, there's, there's the random female streamer. Let's all stare at her. Mm -hmm. Instead it's seen as it's very normal that there are female teams or teams with some women on them. And it's just, you know, as normal and it's just part of the tournament. Yep. Totally. And what do you have to say to like some of these women that are, it's like, oh, well, in order for me to even get involved in the gaming, that means I got to be like super good. I'm spending hours upon hours and I need to go practice before doing anything. And like it took, so <laughs> there's, a of, there's a lot of things I'm sure and points you can make when somebody's saying that. Oh yeah. Asking that question. 
So, of course, if you want to be competitive and you want to be on these teams I just talked about, you obviously are going to practice. But yeah. being involved in esports, you don't have to be a top level player. You don't have to be like the highest rank. And a lot of the people I talk to, men and women in the esports industry, some don't play certain games. Like one of my writing jobs, I play Overwatch and Apex Legends and Valorant and Smash. And then other people are like, I don't even know what Overwatch really is. I never even picked it up. That doesn't mean they can't be involved in the industry because they play Dota 2. And I've never even touched that game in my life. And it's not about, it's not about if you're practicing all day long. Esports is about passion. And I'll be honest, you have to like games, but you don't have to be good. You just have to love games and love what it means to play them. And that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, what would you say about the age thing too, as well? Like, oh, this is just for kids or, oh, this is because that's not a thing anymore either. It isn't for. No, definitely not. No, I think it doesn't matter what age you are most. I mean, it's all about skill level and what you enjoy. I mean, you're not, you don't put your age into Fortnite. I mean, it's just, you're, you usually are just placed with whatever players are on your same level. They could yep. be 10, they could be 40. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. You do. And yeah. right. And, and a lot of games honestly are not kid friendly. I mean, you yeah. don't see many children play CSGO um, yeah. or Call of Duty. So it's not about your age. It's just about what you love to do and it probably is games. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And what kind of things can you suggest of people who want to get um, involved into the gaming industry? So on any level, any way, shape or form, where let's, let's get, let's start off with one first question because I get this question a lot, especially, you know, I'm just a couple of years older than you. We won't say how much, but just a couple and I have friends that are investors, for example, and they're like, I, I'd like to invest in the gaming industry. What do I do? Where I begin? Are, are there any suggestions that you would have for something like that of somebody who monetarily wants to get involved in the industry and what they should be doing? So I'm not an investor myself, but I think you should just reach out and get involved and There's a lot of websites that are dedicated to sort of the business and investor side of esports. Maybe start just learning like what the esports industry is. It's not just we're playing games. Like what are the different aspects? What are the different things you can get involved in? Because you don't have to only invest in esports organizations. You can invest in event organizers or game developers or tournaments, single tournaments or single players or you can you can invest or get involved in so many different parts of the industry. So it's really important to just find out what those different avenues are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. And then as far as like, if somebody's wanting to maybe uh, on the other side of the spectrum, get more into doing like with what you do, with what I do, what are some suggestions that you give uh, the... This what I usually people? give people is... What I sort of said earlier, but just show your passion, show your determination. And this is sort of sad, but you might have to work for free. (laughs) Sports is very new. A lot of places are startups. But if you can get involved in writing for a smaller company or 
make your own blog where you write your own esports news or esports interviews, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can build up a portfolio, you can have a resume, and you'll slowly work your way up. And it's not just your talent that they'll see, it's your passion, your willingness to put in the work. It's just a very gritty industry where people value your passion and your determination and just your innovativeness and your willingness to do things, honestly. And sometimes I even care more about that than the talent. And if you love games and you have creative ideas, just make them heard and get involved in any way you can, that you might need a full-time job. I worked in a newspaper, but on the side, I would write articles about esports. And I even reached out to top players at the time when I heard the Overwatch League existed. I actually wrote to Surefor and said that I would love to interview him about if he's going to get involved in the Overwatch League and that I was sort of creating a portfolio that I wanted to show to different websites. And he agreed. And I wrote an interview with him without having any affiliation. Obviously, you might not get big names like that every time, but it's just worth trying anything. I also made videos with my friends where we talked about games and I interviewed a speed racer for Mario Kart. And, you know, I I just thought of any creative thing I could do that I could put on a website uh, and show people. Yeah, that is awesome. And I think these are all amazing and good tips. And I'm so happy that we have you as a resource. And for for me to go to, again, to learn more and get accuracy about things so we don't miscommunicate anything to anyone to the best of our abilities out there. So I super appreciate your time. But in closing, in closing, I'm going to just ask you kind of of a little lighthearted, but fun. And why are you excited and what makes you excited about being part of MAP Esports and Esports Future Eye and for the future? What is that vision that you're seeing? I just love the passion of uh, Jacob and everyone on his team. I love the idea of bringing esports to different communities that didn't have access to it before. I didn't even know it was an option. And I just love the creativity that is involved in these different ways of reaching fans. And when we first talked together, what we really bonded over uh, was that we wanted to bring new entertainment to esports fans. And there's there's honestly a lot of dry news. It's there's not a lot of fun, vibrancy, uh, storytelling fun videos, game shows. There's there's nothing like that for esports fans. And to be part of a project where we're working towards bringing possible things like that to to them is really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. We're in it for the same reasons. Yes. The future is now. The future is now. So it's, thank you. And, and how can you want to give your handle to anybody or well, just do like um, anything so people uh, yeah, can share sure. you Social media person. Um, but my, your Discord, Twitch, anything? YouTube, what? Um, yeah, I can give my Discord. Uh, let me... Because, yeah, my Twitter, I barely use it. Most yeah. of the stuff I have is just for work. And when it comes to my own stuff, I'm like, eh. You're like, oh. <laughs> You're like yeah. Oh. So if you want to reach out to me on Discord, I, I'm open to speaking with anyone. Reach out to her. <laughs> Ladies in gaming. It's, I am... <laughs> I am Olivia R, which is I A M O L I V I A R, the letter R, 
hashtag 0743. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Thank you again so much. Yeah, for no problem. Hanging out with me. It was nice. And we may or may not have you back. I know. We'll see. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. Hopefully I'll eat first that time, though. Yeah, you'll eat first. and Then, <laughs> yeah, then it won't matter. <laughs> yeah, so She won't be hangry, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like dying. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody watching out there and listening out there. We just appreciate you guys taking the time. Please don't hesitate to reach out to Miss Olivia. And until next time, have a good day. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Esports Futurize Ezine podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Futurize podcast network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review. I don't, I don't